Hey there, it's time once again for Transformation Radio. Creating me a clean, clean heart. Creating me a work of art. Creating me a miracle. Something real and something beautiful. As we begin reading the New Testament, our narrative today comes from the book of Philippians, chapter 1, verse 27. We'll read through chapter 2, verse 18. Paul encouraged the believers to be unified 
as they stood side by side fighting together for the faith, which is the good news. How sad that much time and effort are lost in some churches by fighting against one another instead of uniting against the real opposition. It takes a courageous church to resist infighting and to maintain the common purpose of serving Christ. Paul considered it a privilege to suffer for Christ. We do not by nature consider suffering a privilege. Yet when we suffer, if we faithfully represent Christ, our message and example affect us and others for good. Suffering has a few additional benefits. Number one, it takes our eyes off of earthly comforts. Number two, weeds out superficial believers. Three, it strengthens the faith of those who endure. Four, it serves as an example to others who may follow us. When we suffer for our faith, it doesn't mean we've done something wrong. In fact, the opposite may often be true. It verifies that we've been faithful. Use suffering to build your character. Don't resent it or let it tear you down. Throughout his life, Paul suffered for spreading the good news. Like the Philippians, we are in conflict with anyone who would discredit the saving message of Christ. All true believers are in this fight together, uniting against the same enemy for a common cause. Paul never urges Christians to seek suffering, as if there were virtue in pain. But we should not forget those who suffer. If your cupboard is full, share your food. If you control the wheels of power, work for justice and mercy. If you're wealthy, give generously to the poor. When life is comfortable, willingly take a share of someone else's pain, and so tell the world that the gospel is true. All right, with that, let's begin reading today, here in the New Testament. September 30th, the New Testament, Philippians chapter 1, verse 27, through chapter 2, verse 18. Above all, you must live as citizens of heaven, conducting yourselves in a manner worthy of the good news about Christ. Then, whether I come and see you again or only hear about you, I will know that you are standing together with one spirit and one purpose, fighting together for the faith, which is the good news. Don't be intimidated in any way by your enemies. This will be a sign to them that they are going to be destroyed, but that you are going to be saved, even by God Himself. For you have been given not only the privilege of trusting in Christ, but also the privilege of suffering for Him. We are in this struggle together. You have seen my struggle in the past, and you know that I am still in the midst of it. Is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ, any comfort from His love, any fellowship together in the Spirit? Are your hearts tender and compassionate? Then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another, and working together with one mind and purpose. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Though He was God, He did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. Therefore, God elevated him to the place of highest honor 
and gave him the name above all other names, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Dear friends, you always followed my instructions when I was with you, and now that I am away, it is even more important. Work hard to show the results of your salvation, obeying God with deep reverence and fear. For God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases Him. Do everything without complaining and arguing, so that no one can criticize you. Live clean, innocent lives as children of God, shining like bright lights in a world full of crooked and perverse people. Hold firmly to the word of life. Then, on the day of Christ's return, I will be proud that I did not run the race in vain, and that my work was not useless. But I will rejoice even if I lose my life, pouring it out like a liquid offering to God, just like your faithful service is an offering to God. And I want all of you to share that joy. Yes, you should rejoice, and I will share your joy. And now our reading in the book of Psalms. Psalm 72, verses 1 through 20. What qualities do we want most in our leaders? Well, God desires all who rule under Him to be just and righteous. Think how the world would change if world leaders would commit themselves to these two qualities. Pray for leaders as you hear about them in the news. Ask God to help them see their need for Him. Ask God to help them lead with justice and righteousness. God cares for the poor, oppressed, weak, and needy because they're precious to Him. If God feels so strongly about these needy ones and loves them so deeply, how can we ignore their plight? Examine what you're doing to reach out with God's love. Are you ignoring their plight, or are you helping to meet their needs? We'll also read here today in this uh, psalm reading, Solomon David's son reigned in Israel's golden age. He built the magnificent temple and the land rested in peace. This psalm, though written by Solomon, looks beyond Solomon's reign to that of Jesus the Messiah, whose kingdom extends, quote, to the ends of the earth, end quote, and is greater than any human empire. This, of course, will be fulfilled when Christ returns to reign forever. When we anticipate His worldwide rule, it fills our hearts with hope. Psalm 72 Verses 1 through 20. A Psalm of Solomon. Give your love of justice to the king, O God, and righteousness to the king's son. Help him judge your people in the right way. Let the poor always be treated fairly. May the mountains yield prosperity for all, and may the hills be fruitful. Help him to defend the poor, to rescue the children of the needy, and to crush their oppressors. May they fear you as long as the sun shines, as long as the moon remains in the sky, yes, forever. May the king's rule be refreshing, like spring rain on freshly cut grass, like the showers that water the earth. May all the godly flourish during his reign. May there be abundant prosperity until the moon is no more. May he reign from sea to sea and from the Euphrates River to the ends of the earth. Desert nomads will bow before him. His enemies will fall before him in the dust. The western kings of Tarshish and other distant lands 
will bring him tribute. The eastern kings of Sheba and Seba will bring him gifts. All kings will bow before him, and all nations will serve him. He will rescue the poor when they cry to him. He will help the oppressed who have no one to defend them. He feels pity for the weak and the needy, and he will rescue them. He will redeem them from oppression and violence, for their lives are precious to him. Long live the king! May the gold of Sheba be given to him. May the people always pray for him and bless him all day long. May there be abundant grain throughout the land, flourishing even on the hilltops. May the fruit trees flourish like the trees of Lebanon, and may the people thrive like grass in a field. May the king's name endure forever. May it continue as long as the sun shines. May all nations be blessed through him and bring him praise. Praise the Lord God, the God of Israel, who alone does such wonderful things. Praise his glorious name forever. Let the whole earth be filled with his glory. Amen and amen. This ends the prayers of David, son of Jesse. Proverbs chapter 24, verses 11 and 12. Rescue those who are unjustly sentenced to die. Save them as they stagger to their death. Don't excuse yourself by saying, Look, we didn't know. For God understands all hearts, and He sees you. He who guards your soul knows you knew. He will repay all people as their actions deserve. When it's coming apart, you had it all. It wasn't enough No, it's not enough They tell you it's not worth the price So just let it go But you know you can You know you won't It's not easy, no Finding the words to say When you're feeling lost You'll find your way The world is so broken And sometimes it leaves you cold And at times you can't feel the fire Find your way The world
Devotion. Today's scripture reading begins in verse 17 of John chapter 19. They took Jesus, therefore, and he went out, bearing his own cross, to the place called the place of a skull, which is called in Hebrew Golgotha. There they crucified him, and with him two other men, one on either side, and Jesus in between. Pilate also wrote an inscription and put it on the cross. It was written, Jesus the Nazarene, the King of the Jews. Therefore, many of the Jews read this inscription, for the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city, and it was written in Hebrew, Latin, and in Greek. So the chief priests of the Jews were saying to Pilate, Do not write, The King of the Jews, but that he said, I am King of the Jews. Pilate answered, What I have written, I have written. In Jesus' day, crucifixion was used by the Roman government as a method of executing criminals. God transformed the cross into a symbol that unites Christians everywhere. It stands at the heart of what we believe and serves as a central focus of the gospel message. When we consider the cross, we will think about Jesus and His perfect life. Our Savior left heaven to dwell on earth and take on human form. While here, He obediently accomplished the work His Father had given Him. Because of His perfect life, He alone was qualified to be our substitute and bear God's judgment for our sins. When we consider the cross, we will think about crucifixion. Christ went to the cross in order to reconcile us to God. He suffered a painful death on our behalf, and through His sacrifice, our sin debt has been paid. God's justice was fully satisfied at Calvary. Nothing else is required for our salvation. When we consider the cross, we will think about resurrection and ascension. Three days after Jesus was buried, God raised Him from the dead. The Savior's sacrifice on the cross was accepted as payment for our sins, and the way to heaven was opened for all who trust in Jesus. Our resurrected Lord, having appeared on earth to many people, ascended to live forever with His Father. Jesus conquered death and made it possible for us to dwell in heaven with Him. 
When Dr. Stanley preaches, he invites people to receive Jesus Christ as Savior through faith. The cross not only makes forgiveness and salvation possible, it continues to be relevant to a Christian's everyday life. Take time today to thank the Lord for the cross. Hi, this is Wes Thompson, one of the pastors of the Refuge Church. Be sure to join us this Sunday for our weekly gathering at the Hymet House at 4555 Jackson Pike in Grove City at 1030 a.m. But if you can't join us in person, be sure to catch the replay of our message every Friday here on Transformation Radio. Yeah.
My name is Bruce Cooper. Been in the refuge for three months. When I first got here, I didn't know what love was, forgiveness, or real friendship was. But ever since being a refuge, it's trying to find out that what forgiveness is all about and how freak it can be and how just enjoying relationships and helping each other up and giving one another and being patient and appreciating other people really can set you free and can help you out at the same time. Um, yeah, it could be a bit of a challenge. There are times that you're a wit's in, but those are times when you start to really grow and start to really heal after this moment. If anyone listen to this, uh, just hang in there no matter how you feel and things will get better and you start to see yourself change for the better. Every part of me, my soul is silent. I am fine. 
John Maxwell. Welcome to Minute with Maxwell and Eric Magina from Doral, Florida, who is a student. Said, John, would you talk to us on the subject of boldness? Sometimes we hear the expression, wow, that was a bold move. Well, what that means is it's out of the ordinary. It's different. Uh, it makes people's heads turn. They, they kind of say, wow, I, I wasn't expecting that. That was not expected in that behavior. Well, I think there are probably good moves that are bold and probably bad ones that are bold, but here's what I do know. Boldness, in a positive way, sets us above the crowd. It does turn people's heads. It does cause us to stand above the others. I have found that some decisions I've had to make have not been easy decisions, and so they had to be bold ones. They weren't natural. They weren't expected, but they were needed. I think boldness means you have courage. Somebody that makes a bold move or a bold decision, it doesn't start by what is on the outside. It starts by what is on the inside. So the question I have today to ask you is very simple. What bold decision or bold move do you need to make that would allow you to go to the next level? You've been putting it off. You've been resisting it. But you know, you know that if you make it, it can make a difference in your life. Whatever it is on Minute with Maxwell today, I encourage you to make your day by making a bold move. This world has nothing for me. This life is not my own. I know you go
trust in you and we will be shaken we will trust in you we will not be moved we will trust in you
Some days life feels perfect Other days it just ain't working The good, the bad, the right, the wrong And everything in between Yo, it's crazy, amazing We can turn our heart through the words we say Mountains crumble with every syllable Hope can live or die So speak life
get what we deserve. It's by grace. They say it's out. There is
for sure by now. God, you would have reached down and wiped our tears away, stepped in and saved the day. But once again, I say amen, and it's still raining. But as the thunder rolls, I barely hear you whisper through the rain. I'm with you, and as your mercy falls, I'll raise my hands and praise the God who gives and takes away.
that does it for today's podcast. Make sure to tune in tomorrow for the next edition of Transformation Radio.